Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, Talk and Tunes. Today we have with us on this edition, Mitchell Kersley. Did I pronounce that right, Mitchell? Yes, you did perfectly. <laughs> awesome. I'm always so afraid of butchering someone's last name, sometimes the first names. Um, oh, it happens. Yeah, it, it happens. It does. People butcher my last name all the time, so I'm used to that, but I always hate doing it. So I always want to make sure I pronounce people's names correctly. Um, so welcome, welcome, Mitchell. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I understand that you have COVID. Um, I hope that you're feeling okay. Um, you let me know if we need to take a break, if you need to get a drink, if anything. Um, if you just need to take a break, you let me know. You've got your water hand. I got one. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, thank I you. always have a drink in hand. I never go anywhere without something to drink. So um, I totally no. get that. But I imagine COVID is making it a little bit trickier on just the singing voice but I mean overall in general I swear I had COVID before like they ever announced COVID to the world um because I was like me and my husband both um I've had the flu before I've had pneumonia so I know how that feels but I just felt horribly sick like could not get out of bed for days I was like this is just different I feel awful and then it was like a month later, they announced COVID to the world. And I was like, I wonder if that's what I had. Because it was just a little bit different than the flu or pneumonia. And I haven't like had COVID or tested positive since then. So I'm pretty sure that's what I had. Because um, it took me like the lingering effects after that was just weird and like, astronomical I was just so tired um and it seemed like the tiredness is what was so hard to get over is that kind of what you're feeling mostly is the fatigue <laughs> I'm tired all the time so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I mean that's that's what I've been struggling with is just just being tired at the moment um it's not so much illness anymore um yeah just i'm just tired 24 7 like i said earlier i've just been napping a lot <laughs> um which i can't complain about it's 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 nice and the weather's really nice here as well at the moment um which which is sort of a saving grace as well because whenever the weather's nice it's kind of like a little pick-me-up isn't it um yeah. looking out the window and seeing a blue sky um and in the uk nice weather is rare so you know we we make the most of it um so i've been i've been trying to sort of get outside a little bit um when i can just in the garden obviously i can't walk around because i don't want to give my covid to anyone um yeah. but yeah no i'm i'm feeling okay just like i said tired tired at the moment but yeah well we wish you the best we hope for a full and speedy recovery that you get over it soon and get out of lockdown and can get back out into the world and enjoy everything um it's it's tough when especially when the weather is pretty and you want to get outside and enjoy it mm. um i have not been to the uk that is definitely a place on my bucket list especially now being partnered with rachel um i've we we talk about it often like i'm like you have got to come to the states and visit me and i've got to get to the uk and visit you um that's definitely one of the places on my bucket list that i want to go and visit so what part of the uk are you in 
so i'm i'm based right on the south coast um literally as pretty much as far as you can get um so i I guess the nearest kind of known town or city would be portsmouth or um or brighton um but i'm based in a little little tiny village called pagham um which yeah is right down there and it's it's lovely down here um i lived up in london for a for a few years and it was it was great i really enjoyed it i studied there and uh, studied music there and it was it was a really cool few years but it's nice to be back home where yeah. i grew up and um it's a lot it's a lot calmer down here it's a calmer pace of life yeah um everyone's just more friendly than in london um yeah london people are a little bit moody yeah <laughs> 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 But yeah, no, it's it's good to be home. It's good down here. I love it down here. So I get that. I compare that. I guess where where I live is in the country. I'm very much in the country, small town, and I compare that to the larger cities here. Like I'm in North Carolina, um, Eastern United States, and if I compare it to like the larger city here in North Carolina, being Charlotte, um, I'm not a city person. And I say, and no offense to anyone that loves the big cities, my my son and youngest daughter being two of those. Um, my son actually goes to university in Charlotte and he loves it. And I'm like, mm. nope. Like, I don't have patience for people in the city. Like, they're always in a hustle and bustle and like, go, 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 go. The traffic is insane. And I'm like, the people are rude, like, because they're always yeah. in a hurry. It's like, they just want to go, go, go. And I like the slower pace of the country. Like, we're not in a hurry to get anywhere. And yeah. it's just that slower, laid back lifestyle. Like, I don't know. I don't need all that busyness of running and going all the time. Linda says, yeah. royal life anywhere is great. Your neighbors know everything you do. Well, that might be the bad true. thing. <laughs> like, it's true. It's true. Neighbors knowing everything that I'm doing. Like, yeah. stay up out of my business. But yeah, I get what you mean, though, Linda. That, that's true. Um, <clears throat> where you do know your neighbors and you care mm. about each other. Like, that's the good part of, of yeah. life. Yeah. Where you know your neighbors and you care about each other. Um, whereas in the city, you might not know who your neighbors are and yeah. they don't care about you. Like, I, th- I think my neighbors hated me anyway because of the, the music, the noise. Um, so they probably weren't my biggest fans. Um, <laughs> but here it's a lot, they're a lot kinder. They're a lot more uh, res- receptive to the, to the noise and stuff they can, they put up with it. So yeah, thanks to my neighbors. <laughs> All right, so you mentioned you went to London to study music. Um, have you always known music was something that you wanted to do? Has that been something since you were much younger or when did that come about? Uh, yeah, always, always since I was a kid, I used to write songs. Granted, they weren't very good when I was a lot younger. Um, and it was, it was always, even when I got into sports and things like that, it was always something that I, it always was there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just decided I wanted to study it at college and then went to university and studied it. Um, and now I teach it full time as well, um, as well as recording country music, etc. 
Um, so my life is pretty much music, and I I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it. It's great. Is your family musical? Do you come from a, a musical lineage? No. No, you're the only one. <laughs> no. Oh. no um, not a musical family. I don't know where, where it sort of came from, really, um, for me just yeah I just chose my own path I guess and that's what I what I wanted to do um and yeah followed it and haven't looked back since and like I said I wouldn't change it for the world yeah now what got you into it did you start out singing or songwriting or an instrument what was your first love of music um I started singing when I was younger like when I was a little 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 fella um yeah, and I sung in a few choirs and things like that in church, and um, yeah, and then as as things progressed, I I picked up a guitar and was like, you know, what, I want to learn this as well, um, and then started picking up the other other instrument as well. Can't say I'm any like great at them, but um, I I can dabble, I guess, on a piano and and drums and things like that. Um, any instrument, I just enjoy I just enjoy playing music to be honest regardless of what instrument it is as long as I can kind of kind of make my way around it um yeah that's I'm I'm jealous of anybody that can play one instrument let alone two or three or ten I'm like yeah I'm not, I'm not great at the others I'm not gonna say uh yeah I, I can make my way around a piano like I, I can do bits and and on the drums I can play a few standard beats but um I wouldn't I wouldn't hire me for a gig. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you find that it's easier after you learn one instrument, like after you learned the guitar and was good at it, to be able to pick up other instruments and at least learn your way around them? Maybe you're not, you say you're not great at them, which I, I don't know. I have a feeling you're pretty good at it. But <laughs> if, is it easier after you've mastered the guitar to be able to go to another instrument and, find your way around it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't say I've mastered the guitar quite yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you've played something else, it, they they all kind of intertwine in a way. Um, when you're playing guitar, it's all like when, you, when you're playing rhythm guitar, it's all about rhythms. Um, so when you get onto drums, you know, when you've been practicing with a metronome and stuff with a guitar, when you jump onto the drums, getting the rhythm and the timing and stuff, it, it kind yeah. of comes a bit more naturally. Um, things like the bass are kind of easy to pick up after the guitar because it's literally like playing the guitar but on one string um one string uh, one string each time so yeah stuff like that is it, it kind of you can move from one to the other um that makes sense but i've i've tried playing violin before and um I, it was horrendous it was absolutely awful i've i've never tried it again because it <laughs> hurt my ears and i felt sorry for everyone else that had to had to listen i just yeah yeah so i won't be picking up a violin again something i'd love to play but um i haven't got the patience to do that again yeah, so, yeah. patience yeah. is key i think when you're mm. especially if you're teaching yourself any instrument patience is key and i think that's why i haven't learned how to play one yet i don't have the patience i'm like i get frustrated way too easy and i'm like forget it and i just lay it down like i'm done Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. why a lot of people str struggle to pick up instruments and stuff is because they just, it, it does take a lot of time and it is frustrating. Um, but 
it is yeah. worth it once you do it you know I once know. you once you telling myself yeah. that i'm like if you would just have a little bit of patience it would be worth it in the end but that is definitely my weakest area in life in general okay so with that said what is like your weakest area in maybe not just music but in life in general maybe and maybe it's both maybe it's in music and life in general what would you say is your your weakest area mine is patience for sure <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> i'm i'm very impatient to be honest i i am one of those people that if i'm doing something i want to grasp it straight away or do it straight away i don't yes. like being told you've got to wait a week or something and i think yeah. that is one of my weaknesses but um yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with you there. I'd say patience is, is one of mine. And then um, I think getting frustrated with, with tasks as well, um, especially when I'm learning something new on guitar and get quite frustrated and be a little bit hard on myself sometimes. Um, and and perhaps that's something that I could probably work on because it's something that I preach to, to the guys I teach all the time. Stop getting frustrated with yourself. You'll get it. You'll get it. You know, what? slow it down and and play it through and you'll get it yeah. um and then i do not practice what i preach at all <laughs> i'm the exact opposite i i just get so frustrated and i have to take five minutes out um yeah and, and go have a breather but <laughs> yeah so it's that. so much easier to give give advice and give great advice but to take mm. your own advice that's a whole nother thing yeah i definitely do don't do that a lot yeah. which is which is frustrating i need to but um yeah. yeah i can give the best advice in the world but um whether i'd follow it yeah is another story relate to you on that one for sure yep i can totally relate to that um i've said that to myself so many times i'm like girl hmm, you should practice what you preach yep mm. mm -hmm. okay all right so what is your strength what would you say is your your best strength i always hate these questions in job interviews like you go on job mm. interviews and they'll ask you these questions i'm like god why do you ask me this stuff but then it's it's very self-reflective you learn a lot if you really you learn a lot about yourself if you answer these questions mm. yeah um i know and here i, I think am. at the same time although i don't have patience i have resilience um uh -huh. so i'd like to say that i do i will stick to something um if I'm given a deadline for something, I never worry because I know I will get it done. Even if I do it the night before, yeah. um, I know I'll always get it done. And I always like to do things to a good standard. I don't like doing half measures. If, if I'm set something, a job or a song or, or whatever, I, I don't like to present something that's half, half mm -hmm. done or um, with half the effort. I like to put my whole whole effort into it. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's probably resilience and yeah, for, for me. Yeah. Even if you are a procrastinator. I can, I can be a procrastinator. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I mean Maybe the amount of songs right. that I've half started yeah. and are just sitting around on my computer waiting, collecting dust. I think me and you <laughs> are like spirit siblings because <laughs> I am like that too. I'm bad to put things off to the last minute, but they will get done. If I have a deadline, they will be done by the deadline and it will be done at a hundred percent because I'm like, 
I, I can hear my dad's voice in my head saying like, if you're going to do something, do it right the first time. Mm -hmm. And like, I am constantly at things that I'm doing. I hear his voice in my head, like, don't half-ass something. Yeah, 100%. That's yeah. why I, I, I struggle to delegate, I think, because, yeah, yeah that's, that's one of the things I'd rather do it myself because I know it's being done properly. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, and I think that's my problem with and why I've struggled with co-writing so much is, is relinquishing that control. Yeah. Um, and, and giving it to someone else and trusting them to to give their to give their all. Um, I'd never question anyone's ability, but sometimes you've got to ask if pe uh, people get busy um, and and they've got other things going on, etc. And you know, if you're putting a hundred percent something, something one hundred and ten percent, you want them to put one hundred and ten percent in as well. Um, and I think always in the back of my mind, I worry that you know perhaps that's not going to be done and that's why I, I struggle to, like I said, delegate. So I end up doing half, like most things myself. <laughs> and yeah, I end up piling on things. I get stressed because then I end up with a million things on my to-do list, but. Oh yeah. That's his life. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Linda just brought up music and I just realized we just dove right into talking and I didn't even have you sing at the beginning. Um, we are definitely gonna have Mitchell sing. Um, I haven't heard your music before. That's the beauty of Route 66. And Stacy, where do your inspirations come from? Okay, I'll have Mitchell answer your question, Linda, and then we'll let him um, sing a song, and then we'll start talking back again. I just dove right into conversation, and we got no. That, that was great. It felt it felt natural. It was. It's, oh, I, it's I, nice. I said sometimes I'll just start talking and for, totally forget. Um, no, it's it's lovely when these things aren't regimented. Exactly. Um, I mean, that's what I love about how I have formatted my show, that it is completely organic. I have, mm. when I first started it off, I had like a list of questions and it was very regimented, very organized and set up. And that lasted about three shows. And I was like, threw that away. I was like, I don't like that. I was like, mm. I don't like this set programmed show. I was like, I don't yeah. want like I want it to be just flow how it flows like two friends hanging out getting to know each other and wherever the conversation leads that's what happens and yeah. it's worked and so I kind of like it that way um no it's 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 nice and it makes uh, I can't lie I, I feel a lot more relaxed as well yeah um being well, able to just converse so as long as it works, I'm going to go with it because... Um, 100%. I think it's yeah. a brilliant model you've got going on. I think yeah. it's great. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I like that. Um, thank you, Linda. Thank you always for your support. Linda is a wonderful supporter of Route 66. She's lovely. And she's from Australia. Hello, Linda. <laughs> Another bucket list trip of mine. Um, Australia is definitely a place I'm going one of these days. And Linda has said she'll be my tour guide when I come over. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm too scared to go. <laughs> I've got every, all it, over. It seems like every animal that could eat you or kill you lives there. So I just, I'm, I'm terrified. I'm petrified my dad of spiders. I've been to Australia. I just got back from visiting my dad this weekend and we were talking about bucket list vacations. Um, I haven't forgotten your question, Linda. We'll have um, Mitchell answer that in just a second. Um, 
we were talking about bucket list vacations. And I was asking my dad, because him and my other mom had done quite a bit of traveling before she passed away. They loved to travel. And so I asked my dad, I was like, where was like your top places that you visited within the United States and then outside of the United States? And my dad's top two places was number one was Australia. Um, within the United States, he loved Chicago. And they actually lived in Chicago for a number of years. And that used to be his favorite city until he went to Melbourne. And he said mm -hmm. Melbourne, Australia was his top of the list favorite. Um, he said he could actually go back there and live. He loved Australia that much. And then second was Scotland. He absolutely loved Scotland. And that's I was beautiful. like, beautiful, yeah, that's somewhere I have been. I was like, you just named two places at the top of my list. Like, yeah, those are two places I definitely want to go. Two of the nicest people I've found as well. Two of the nicest type of people I've found. Every Australian I've ever met has been lovely. Yeah. Um, as never, I've never, yeah, never, heard, I've never had a bad cross cross in between. Like someone from Australia, they've always been really nice. Um, always really kind, yeah. great sense of humour. And then I've got ton. Well, I've got three or four very close Scottish friends that I absolutely adore. I love them, and they're the nicest people in the world. And they're also probably the funniest. And I think it's partly because of their accents as well. Everything they say is just funnier in that accent. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So all right, we're gonna get to Linda's question in just a second about inspirations, but. Talking about a bucket list places to travel, um, what's like your top two places that you would love to travel to? Uh, so I've done, I was very lucky a couple of years ago, I got to go to Nashville, which was my number one yeah. place I wanted to go for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. And uh, I fell in love with it. I would live there in a heartbeat. Um, oh, I've never it. been somewhere where everyone's so happy and kind um it's it's really strange it's like a euphoric feeling just as you walk down broadway everyone is just got a smile on their face it's amazing yeah. um see so yeah, i've done i've done that I, there's so many places in america that i'd i'd like to go to um so many different places um i want to go to canada as well because i've got a lot of family there um I, so i've been meaning for years to to go up and, and visit there um I'd love to go to somewhere like China or Japan, I think. I'd love to experience, just experience a completely different culture. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what would interest me. I mean, I'm, I'm a massive history geek as well. Um, so going anywhere like Greece or Rome or Egypt is like a, is, is a big thing for me as well. Um, mm -hmm. just, to, just to go there and, and, and just take it all in, take in the history, etc. Um, I, I went to Florence not that long ago in, in uh, a few weeks ago in, in Italy and that was lovely um, yeah that was really cool I actually, I actually got engaged there I proposed um, oh, in, oh, in Florence <laughs> yeah yeah I proposed there which was um, crazy um, craziest experience of my life because I spent ages building up uh, to this one moment that was over in five seconds. Yeah. It was the biggest anti-climax ever. Um, and I wasn't nervous until I got down on one knee and then I couldn't stop shaking. Um, 
yeah, it was it was scary, but thankfully she said yes. Um, oh <laughs> thank you. Yeah, awesome. thankfully she said yes. It would have been an awkward plane ride home if uh, <laughs> if she said no. Um, but yeah, she she dropped enough hints, so I was pretty confident that she was yeah. going to say yes. Yeah, um, I kind of know like if it's going to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, oh, that's so romantic. Oh, to propose in Italy. Oh. Yeah, it seemed like the right, it seemed like the right thing to do. We had the holiday coming up before, um, and a few weeks before, I, I was thinking about proposing anyway, and I, I just thought, you know what, screw it, I'm going to do it. Let's do it in Italy. That's the place to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh so I went out and bought the ring and um, did my best to hide it for a few weeks. It was scary i was really worried that someone would tell tell her there she is she's just she's just dropped in the comments there we go so, <laughs> oh that's her. i dropped hints for three years three mitchell three years okay yeah that's not an exaggeration either <laughs> she no, says hints like they were they were more they were more they were more than uh more than hints it was almost like demands so <laughs> Oh my god, I love her. I don't even know her, but I love her. That's <laughs> my husband. Yeah, oh, what I you know. what you see is what you get with Sophie. She's pretty. Um, <laughs> she she yeah. She's got someone in her mind. She says it. She's not. She's not scared. <laughs> she's yeah, good though. She's good. But I did not get a romantic proposal in Italy. My proposal was not romantic at all. Um, but my husband does not have a romantic bone in his body, so I was not expecting <laughs> romance. I was just glad the proposal finally came. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm particularly romantic either, but <laughs> yeah. By that point, we don't care if it's romantic or not. We just want the ring, and we're glad it finally happened. I think that's all she cared about. Really, was oh, there's a ring. Yeah, um, yeah. So thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, they seem right as we were going there. Why not? Might as well make it yeah. special. So you know, and, and do something different. Oh my yeah, gosh! Because I, I could have just taken her to a pub and done it, but then I thought, nah, I'll go. We'll, we'll go to Italy. <laughs> well, I was expecting a camcorder for Christmas, and I was actually disappointed that I get, didn't get a camcorder. So, <laughs> I was glad I finally got the proposal, but I was actually expecting a camcorder, and I was disappointed. So, yeah, <laughs> I said yes before you asked. <laughs> Look, I made my husband actually ask because I think the way he said it was like, do you want to? And I was like, do I want to what? <laughs> and I mean, it's a ring. So, I mean, it was kind of obvious, but I was like, by this point, no, you're actually saying the words, dude. Like, ask the question. <laughs> nudge, nudge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Maria's question, who are your, who are some of your musical influences? Um, so the early days, so when I first started listening to country, um, well, if we go way back when I, I used to, I used to listen to a lot of American pop music, stuff like that. And, and music on the radio. And my mum listened to a lot of, um, eighties, nineties, seventies kind of pop music. And that, that was kind of what I was used to listening to. And then when I stumbled upon Brad Paisley, I, it was a whiskey lullaby. Um, yeah. I, I fell in love with that song and I was like, this is, this is really cool. Like this song's like, this song's talking to me. It's, it's making me really feel something. And I, I'd never really had that with music before, um, where it really moved me. And I was like, wow. So I thought, I wonder what 
other country songs are out there and what they can, you know, what they can do. So I started listening to more and more. And at first it was more modern country and pop country. And then, yeah, and then it went, I started going back as I, as I delved into more and more and um, fell in love with the likes of Garth Brooks, George Strait, George Jones. Um, pretty much all the guys I put on the polls earlier um, that I that I did on the uh, uh, on the story on the Instagram takeover. Um, yeah, I, 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 all I listen to is country, and if I, I, I'm always happy to take like so. So only recently I've started listening to the Highwaymen, which seems crazy to me that I've I've missed out on that. Um, this this massive supergroup of some of my favourite country artists and I, I never really knew about them and then I've just kind of stumbled upon it so it's it's things like that and uh, yeah but my my main inspirations I'd say yeah like lyrics and stuff like that I, I follow sort of a Brad Paisley kind of thing um I like obviously Luke Holmes um I like what he's doing at the moment that he's got this modern feel to his um to his country music that's not too pop country because for me I, i'm not a fan of pop country um i just it just doesn't resonate with me um it just doesn't i, I don't get the same feeling from that than i yeah. did with with other stuff um yeah and then garth brooks i love garth absolutely love garth um gutted because he's he's he never comes to the uk but he's coming to uh ireland in september and wanted to get tickets but missed out um because he's like one of my bucket list artists because i've seen i've seen like the likes of uh josh turner was one of the ones i never thought i was going to get to see um and i saw him in like a little converted church um oh. it's called the chapel in london i think i think it's called the chapel and it's this beautiful venue and the acoustics and stuff are amazing to see I him there blew my mind yeah. um i was literally i could I could almost touch him. You know, this guy's my absolute hero. And um, yeah, just, just being able to see him play and, and, and be that close to him was incredible. Um, I mean, I could list off so many people, but yeah, I'd say Josh Turner's one, Brad Paisley, Garth Brooks. I love George Jones. I love his voice. Um, oh, yeah. He, he's arguably, in my opinion, one of the best country vocalists ever, male country vocalist. Um, and uh, I've been reading his autobiography um, recently, and he's got some crazy, crazy stories. Um, okay. Yeah, crazy. Um, I got about halfway through. I need to pick it up again. It was like a bedtime reader that I was that I was um, that I was going through. But uh, yeah, and George Strait as well. Love George Strait. Big, big, big George Strait fan. I tell you something you might enjoy watching. I just my dad introduced it to me this past weekend. Um, it's a, I, you can watch it on Amazon prime, but PBS actually had it on. Um, and I don't know that I get PBS, but I, I figured out you can get it on Amazon prime. I've and, got that. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's a yeah. by Ken Burns and it's actually called country music and it's an eight episode series. Um, it's broken up into eight different, ep eight different two hour episodes and it's called country music and it's I'm writing this down. <laughs> yeah. Wherever my off, diary is. It starts off, I think in the like 
19, I want to say the 1920s or 30s. I haven't watched the first four episodes because my dad yeah. watched like the first four episodes and I came in on like episode, we watched episode five, six, and seven while I was at my dad's this past weekend. And then I yeah. finish up with episode eight. So it starts off in like the 1920s or 30s and it goes through all of the decades up and through, I think episode eight ended in like the 1990s. So it talks about all of these great artists that you were talking about, especially George mm -hmm. Jones. It gives like this whole, one whole episode is like dedicated to George and Tammy. And yeah. it talks about <laughs> like all the greats of country music of their decade. Mm -hmm. um, it was just a fabulous documentary about the great artists of their decade. And yeah. how they contributed to country music and what they did for that era. Um, and it's, it's just, it was really phenomenal to watch. And yeah, that, that definitely sounds like a yeah. bit of me. I love, I love uh, music history as well. I'm a proper yeah. music history buff. Um, and yeah. that's absolutely what it is, is like music history, country music history 101. Um, well, you've given, you've given me someone to watch now because I'm stuck inside. Yeah, COVID. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, uh, yeah, I love watching stuff like that as well because you feel like you're being, you, you're not just watching uh, trash TV, you're watching something productive. Um, and like, yeah, and if learning. you're an emotional person, like, be ready to laugh, cry, sing, all of the above. Like, because yeah. you get every emotion that you have while you're watching this. Like, me and my dad were sitting there, we were laughing, we were crying, we were singing, we like it hit every emotion possible. Mm. And it was yeah, it was good. It was definitely worth watching for sure. Yeah. Definitely Trish. a good one. Trisha and Garth also had good chemistry. Yeah, I I've um there's a good really good Garth documentary on um talking to documentaries on, on Netflix as well. Yeah. Which made me fall more in love with him because of how um how perceptive and philosophical he is. Mm -hmm. um, I love the way he talks. He's one of those guys I would love to just go down the pub with him and I could sit yeah. there for hours and I could just not say a word. I could just listen for exactly. hours to that guy talk. Um, yeah, there's some great podcasts as well. Midland do a brilliant um, country music history podcast and they, they basically... Um, have a load of like people interviewing it and it's about like myths and legends of country music and they yeah. bring on a guest and talk to them. I loved that. I don't know when they're going to bring that back. Um, cause that was, I found that really, really, really entertaining. Um, and then there's, there's one called cocaine and rhinestones, um, which is a country history <laughs> podcast, which I found really, really fascinating cause it sort of delves into like, a lot of, well a lot of uh, a lot of different artists and stuff and, and artists that i'd never heard of um from like the 30s etc and, and and the crazy lives they've had um yeah, yeah and it's it, that's that's really good it's really it's it's quite a lot though that one it's um it's very there's a lot of talking and a lot of information thrown at you and and you know it's not like the midland one which is a bit more the it's a little bit more for entertainment that one 
yeah both equally is amazing oh but, yeah yeah i've gone off i've gone off so much on a tangent here sorry <laughs> no that's okay that's okay let's see says i am really loving that lena del rey is getting more into folk and country she even did a joni mitchell cover and did a song with nikki lane oh i love joni mitchell yeah oh i'll have to check that out I like yeah, I like uh, I like I like Joni. She's got some. She's another person that her lyrics in some of her songs. Um, uh, I think it's called Little Green, which is the song I'm thinking of. And we had to in university we had to dissect the song um, for the lyrics because it was about her um, having a child in the '60s and then um, giving it up. And then it was the song. It was basically the the lyrics were to the to the child she'd given up and then I think they met again in like the 80s or 90s or something it's, it's a really nice story oh, um, wow. but yeah Joni's amazing what what she could do with pen to paper was just like mind-blowing I wish I could write lyrics that good oh yeah, yeah. It, some of these um country folk songwriters that are just these amazing storytellers and how they bring these stories to life um, just amaze me. And a lot of that is covered in this series that I was talking about, country music. Mm. Um, and they talk about Joni Mitchell in there a little bit. Another one that they really talk about a lot is Emmylou Harris and mm -hmm. her ability to tell stories. And yeah. it that just blew me away because... I, I've been an Emmylou Harris fan, but I never like really dove into her folk side, her storytelling side. Um, mm. And that really just gave me a history lesson on that. And I was like, wow, I never like went to that deep side of her. And so I love that about these documentary shows that make you look at people in a different side than mm -hmm. just enjoying their music. Um, so yeah, I really think you'll enjoy that. You'll have to check that out. Um, 100%. Yeah, it's definitely a good show to watch. All right, this is a good stopping point because we have almost been on here for an hour. Um, <laughs> I cannot believe that that has already flew by. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and sing a song and then we'll talk a little bit more and then I'll let you end the show with another one. Are you up to singing two songs? I, I should be absolutely fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You do one, and then we'll talk a little bit more, and then I'll let you end the show with another one. I cannot believe we talked for almost an hour before I let you even sing one. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Um, there's a couple of questions on there. Um, am I right to get back to those after? Okay, yeah, I'll scroll through them while you are singing this one so I make sure I don't miss any questions. No worries. Um, so this is um, this is a song that's I'm actually going to be released. Well, I'm recording in next week. Um, I've had it in my back pocket for a little while. Um, it's probably one of the favourite songs I've written, um, but it always scares it always scares me a little bit performing this. I don't know why. Um, it just does. Uh, <laughs> um, it's called One Lucky Son of a Gun. How's the sound? Yeah, I'm in that dress on her 
sometime The way he brings out green in her eyes Heaven knows how she Ended up with a guy like me Feels like forever since we got to spend an evening alone We haven't even left yet But I can't wait to get home Cause I love the way she dresses on a night like tonight She wears the diamond necklace Nana gave her 99 And Sam punching above my way I've no that since day one I'm well aware That I'm One lucky son of a gun Spend hours getting ready so we never leave on time. Wherever we go, she steals the show when she dresses to the nines. Heaven knows why she gave me the time of day. Or even more why she decided to stay. Feels like forever since got to spend an evening alone. We haven't even left yet. I can't wait to get home. Cause I love the way she dresses on a night like tonight. She wears the diamond necklace Nana gave her 99 And sound punching above my wing I've known that since day one I'm well aware That I'm one lucky son of a gun
That's that. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. I love that. Thank you. My voice is really suffering. <laughs> oh. Look, I told you we're going to give you some grace on that because we know that you are dealing with COVID. But that was absolutely beautiful, Mitchell. I love that song. Um, Thank you. Okay, 10, Colin, 50. I don't know what your handle is, what your real name is. Tell us what your name is in the comments so I know what to call you. Um, he, 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 I think he, she, he, whoever you are, um, loved it too. Because um, I think, I think you're he, I'm sorry if you're not, had said, those flips from chest to falsetto, well done. I'm going crazy. And the bends and slides. Yeah. I mean, that was insane. I love that song. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Now, you said you're in the process of recording that now, getting ready to release. That's going to be your next release. Is that what you said? Yeah. So that's, um, I'm, I'm going up north um, in the UK. So up um to record with um a friend well it's, it's a guy i kind of knew through other people he's he's in the uk country scene a really cool guy called tommy taylor um and he's he's a friend of my managers my manager used to manage him um and yeah so i'm going up there to to work with him um which i'm really looking forward to because he's done so i've listened to some of his work he's done with other people and it's really cool and he's a he seems to know exactly what he's doing um he's got a vision for everything i'm doing which is a vision that i i really like which is great um yeah. but yeah no that that one hopefully we'll, i'll have recorded and done um it, it's been a difficult one with that one because it's it's a song that i want to get right um i had kind of a version recorded before but it just wasn't it wasn't right it wasn't it didn't have the impact and the feeling that i wanted um so we're re redoing it and yeah, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to getting that one out because it's. I love it acoustically. Like I don't think you need to add a whole lot mm. to that. Um, I mean, I get the need for production and cleaning things up a little bit. I don't know. I'm just Linda said it too. Um, Linda said acoustic all the way for me. I I'm a sucker for acoustic versions of songs. I just feel like you really get the feeling and the emotion behind it. So I just don't, I don't feel like you need to add a whole lot to it. Like, please yeah. overproduce that one. Um, I mean, you can always do like the fully produced thing and then put out Have an acoustic version. Yeah. I think that's what I might do. Um, yeah. um, I got someone to record some pedal still for it as well, which sounds beautiful with the rest of it. Um, I'm a sucker for a pedal steel guitar. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, All of my songs have to have it. In. <laughs> it yeah. just has to be, just has to be there. Sebastian, thank you. I, I appreciate that. So I'll just look at the comments as well. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, yeah, Sebastian. That's, that's lovely. Okay. Sebastian, thank you. Um, yeah. So that is what was, I mean, I was trying to like hone in on the lyrics of that song as you were performing that for us. And you said you were trying to like get the feel right for recording that. Obviously, that's like 
an emotional song. Like, where did that come from for you? And what were you... May, um, can you elaborate a little bit more what you were trying to say when you're trying to get the feeling just right for that recording? I, I think I came up with the title of the song first. Um, I want I wanted this idea about um, feeling very lucky to have someone, um, and I wanted to come across sort of. <sighs> I, I put in some extra bits in there to make it seem like more personal to add a kind yeah. of a story aspect to it without actually it being a story. So there's, there's a part about um, having a diamond necklace that her nan gave her uh, in 1999 um, and, and little things like that. Um, it's just about feeling incredibly lucky. Like um, I've, uh, I'm incredibly lucky to be engaged to who I am. Um, and, and it's that feeling kind of just um, sometimes looking at someone and being like, wow, why, why the heck are you with me? <laughs> like, I don't deserve you. You're too nice. Um, you, you know, and just, yeah, just feeling lucky, you know, even with all my faults, etc. Um, you know, she stays with me. So that's, that's, um, that's what the song's about. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's just getting the feel right. I I want it to have the same effect that when I play it live, I want it to have that in the recording, and I want people to feel it, and I want people to get a bit emotional listening to it. Um, and you know, it, it's a weird one. I played this at um, the oh, what's the place called the Bedford Tavern in London, and it was uh, live in the living room, um, London kind of thing and they they it was basically a load of uk country artists came together and yeah. um, we played around and this was my final song when i got up and sung and my brother my little brother came he's i say he's little he's 25 um he came along and watched and he's never seen me perform before um and he's never been like he's never been against what i do but he's never been like a massive massive fan like yeah if, if you get what i mean he's yeah. always been supportive but um yeah i played that song and he's been pestering me ever since asking when it's going to come out he said to me he's been listening to the because he recorded it he's been listening to the recording of it um yeah and he came you know and the, and the things he was saying as well and that, that's when i knew okay all right maybe this song is there's something about this song because if, if he's song. turning around, if it's caught my brother, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially as my brother is not a fan of country music at all, um, he he hates it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he's come into my room before, or when he's come around and I've got country radio on, he, he, he said to me, Are you, do you actually listen to this, like, seriously? Like, <laughs> this is what you actually listen to? Yes. <laughs> yes, is what I listen to. I really enjoy it. He's like, I don't get it. <laughs> it's like well fine you don't get it you never like always <laughs> that song that like draws people in to where like okay this music is not so bad and so mm. that was the tipping point for your brother was that song yeah um, i hope so i mean like brad paisley was for me with whiskey yeah. lullaby hopefully that song is is kind of that point where you know the gateway yeah. into uh, into country music a bit more. I mean, I think with him specifically, I think if I 
turned around and said, okay, here's George Jones. He wouldn't, he wouldn't want to listen to it. But then again, if I said, here's Luke Combs, he'd probably be like, oh yeah, that's cool. And then start getting more into that kind of side of, you know, yeah. that's what I find with people. If you, if you introduce them to country music, if you introduce them to sort of pop country first, and then it's because it's got elements of stuff, of stuff that they're familiar with. Um, yeah. Instead of going, right, here's a bluegrass song. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, with, uh, with mandolin, violin, it's, it's super fast pace and yeah, a bit crazy. They're kind of like, yeah. whoa, oh. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I enjoy your other music that you have out, obviously, or I would not have you on the show, but I'm, that's my favorite. Like, hands down, that's my favorite. So like, hurry up and get it out here. <laughs> Thank you, Stacey. Oh, I'll make sure when it's out, send you um, send you the link. Um, it, sh it shouldn't be too long. It's it's definitely the next one I'm getting out, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to finally getting out. Like I said, it's been in my back pocket for ages, um, and for a while I'd, I wasn't I was advised not to play it live, so I, it was like a proper secret. Um, but then I kind of was like, no. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to play this song. I want, I want to start testing the waters to see what people yeah. think. Yeah. And so far the reactions have been really positive and it's, it's made me smile and it, it's, it's great to know yeah. that um, these songs that I'm writing are connecting with people and people are, uh, yeah. are enjoying them, which I means mean, a lot. And to a certain point, like keeping songs on the down low until they're released. But then at some point too, you've got to, like you said, test the waters and get, fan reactions um mm -hmm. to see if it's you know something that you want to put out there especially if you're like maybe up in the air between this song or this song and which one you want to put out next a lot of times fan reactions are your gauge for that like mm -hmm. you know especially if you're having a hard time like do i want to put this one out next or this one out next and you play them out live and whichever one gets the most reaction okay this one goes next yeah I don't know, but... Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, yeah. it definitely helps to do that. Um, yeah. But with COVID being around and stuff, I haven't been able to gig very much lately, so yeah. that kind of thing isn't quite uh, quite possible at the moment, but I'm hoping to get back gigging as soon as possible. Um, yeah. I've been rehearsing and stuff. We had a band that was going to play, but that fell apart, um, unfortunately. But myself and the guitarist have stuck together and we've decided to do a duo thing. So, mm. yeah. You have done it yet again. So blessed to have you do what you do. Congrats, Mitchell. May you do great. Looking forward to listening to your music. Oh, thank you, Linda. Um, Thanks, Linda. All right. Sebastian had asked while you were getting ready to sing or while you were singing, he wanted to know if studying music in university was worth it. Oh. <laughs> now, that's a trick question. Uh, um... I wouldn't take it back. Um, <laughs> it depends where you go. I mean, I was a bit disappointed with where I went, to be honest, in, in terms of the sort of music education I got. And I also found that they try and fit you into a box a lot of the time. Um, if you go to a school like that, uh, a, a music school I've found, and you're not a jazz musician who plays silly extensions on every chord, um, then you're not kind of accepted. It, it's mm -hmm. silly, like I'll come along and play a country song with three chords and they're like, mm, it's a bit basic harmony, you need to add some extra chords. 
um, you know, blah blah blah. And it's they they it's all opinion based, and music's so subjective that I I found that a lot of the time they were sort of suppressing kind of my creative side, um, and that was that was a thing. Like myself and two of my friends got together and we wrote a like a twenty minute song um, about. And it was a story about a guy who suffered suffered um, alcoholism, and it was each each drink he had, what country it was from, the genre would switch. So, like, if he was drinking rum, we'd do like a reggae thing. If he was drinking um, uh, vodka, we'd switch to kind of like this Russian kind of polka thing, um, That's and, cool. and so on and so forth. Yeah, so that was that was the idea, and and. We got really, really. We worked our our absolute um, our hearts out on it, and yeah. we got quite a poor mark in the end because um, they just didn't get it. Yeah. Um, they said for us it was too on the nose, like everything. They wanted more metaphors and stuff like that. But we were saying that it's 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 a story, and we're telling you the literal parts of a story. Like this is what we what we're aiming for. It's the kind of thing that if you went to see a rock opera or musical that might be the introduction song um but sorry i'm going off on a tangent but that that's the thing about um music university is it's unfortunately everyone's got an opinion and you know if they might not necessarily like the music you like and yeah they're they're marking you on something that is subjective and you can't you can't mark people on that so be selective of where you go yeah, I think so. I personally, if I could do it again, I might have gone and studied something else and done music on the side. Um, yeah. But then again, I, I I found that my college experience was way better than my university experience. Like my college experience was was incredible, and I had the best time ever, and learnt so much. And then my university experience was a bit of a letdown. Um, to answer your question, say should should I not go? I wouldn't say no. I'd I'd say go, hundred percent. It, it's what you make of it. Um, yeah. Go visit wherever, um, wherever, whatever music university or etc. You're looking at. Go have a look around. Um, if you can speak to some of the the students that are already there, look at the courses and stuff. Um, yeah. And that that's my advice before you you jump straight in i wouldn't say don't do it because you will get better and and i picked up a lot of stuff there and i made some of um my best friends for life there um because you are surrounded by people who uh, who share a mutual love of music um, right. and it's easy to to make friends there and you, and you can make great contacts and that's why i went there was to make great contacts um right and you're going to get something positive out of university no matter what. I mean, at the 100%, end, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's helped me go into the music. It depends what you want to, like, if you want to be a music teacher as well. Like, if you want right. to, if, if the aim is to sort of teach music on the side, then it, having a music degree definitely helps. Right. Definitely helps. And, I mean, if you're going, <clears throat> if your goal is to be a full-time musician, um, mm -hmm. if, you know, if you want to be a recording artist, then... Take business, take music business. Um, yeah, hundred percent. So that's something I wish I'd done was more either songwriting or music business rather than I did something called creative uh, musicianship, which yeah. was a brand new course when I went there, and they ended up ditching it after three years, um, two years after I left. So that 
Because it was a bit gutting, really, because it felt like a lot of my course, and I, I think it's down to my university, that one. A lot of my course felt half written and half thought out. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so it was a disappointment for me, but I had an amazing time. I wouldn't look back. Honestly, it's... Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, I had the best time of my life um, up in London. I made some amazing friends. I played some great gigs. Um, I played some of the biggest places, like... Um, not biggest places in London, but um, some of the best uh, venues in London that the likes of Adele and Rolling Stones and people like that started off at. Oh, um, and so that's, you know, it's... And yeah, a college was never a waste of time. No, 100%. It was never a waste of time, 100%. But it depends what, how bad... What, what, if you want to go into music, go to music university. But yeah. if, if you're into business and, and things like that, you know, or, or if there's a side where you, you want to do accounting or or anything and yeah. music is kind of a hobby, then keep it as a hobby and do go and go and study something that, you know, but if you want to be a, if you want to be a professional musician, then it's a great idea. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. And there's so many different things that you can major in, like you say, you know, if, if the music industry is what you want to be in, it depends on what you want to be in the music industry um, is what you major in. You know, if it's the PR side, the business side, um, notice a lot of artists have a degree in business studies. Well, yeah, because think about it. You need to know how to run your business. If you are an artist, that's your business. And who better to run your business than yourself? You, that's why a lot of artists, um, major artists, not just in the country industry, but in the music industry itself, have ended up going bankrupt because they have depended on other people to run their business. And they don't know what's happening in their own business. So it's yeah. very beneficial for you to know how to run your own business and not be dependent on someone else. So 100 to know the business aspect of your business if that yeah. makes sense yeah yeah especially yeah. being a diy musician it's important to know how to exactly um take advantage of social media as well and, and right yeah. and exactly what you know how royalties work what prs and ppl are i don't know what they are in in, in the us whether they're the same but that's what we what we have here um and things like that and just just knowing what, what sort of contracts are good, what ones are, you know, I, I, I got led down the garden path a couple of times by people that took advantage of, of, of my naivety when I was a bit younger as a, as a musician in London who was desperate to kind of get his foot on the ladder. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was robbed, <laughs> robbed, oh, yeah. but robbed money um, for people that did nothing for me. Um, Sad, but true. Yeah, uh, sometimes you've got, uh, it's lessons learned, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I signed contracts that were just silly. Mm -hmm. But, Absolutely. yeah. And it still happens today, sadly. Um, yeah, but I'm yeah. very careful now with what I do. Like when I signed my management contract last year, I looked over it very carefully. But I was also going into um, working with two people that I knew and really liked. Um and knew they loved country music and they wanted to see me succeed just as much as I wanted to succeed. So right. 
you know, it's it's about the people getting the right people around you as well. Absolutely. That's mm. absolutely what it is all about. Um, well, I could go on talking to you all day long, um, <laughs> but we have been on over an hour already. So I yeah, sorry. Like, oh, no, no, <laughs> no, I have to apologize. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking with you and Linda and Sebastian have been full of questions and comments. It has been wonderful. I love when they interact with us. Thank you so much. Um, I was thinking more about business than brand, but like there is a radio host called Sam Carter and after Luna Fly stopped, he made this thing called Way Out Sounds. It's thinking more about business than brand. Yeah. Um, you just have to weigh out what is best for you and make decisions based best on based on what is best for you and what you're wanting to do for your career. But I highly recommend college and university to anyone. I think you can't go wrong with a um, college degree. Um, but weigh out what you want to do and make the best decision for you and your future. Um, but I am going to let you end things out. Um, Mitchell with another song, if you want to set mm -hmm. us up for this one, tell us what this one is and what it's about. And while you're getting ready for that, I just want to thank everyone that tuned in and watched live with us. Um, those that will watch the replay, thank y'all as well. If you're not already following Mitchell, make sure you go give him a follow on all socials. Check out his website. Go to wherever you listen to music. Check out what he has already got there. Stream it, download it, and be on the lookout for the song that he just got done performing, One Lucky Son of a Gun. That is going to be his next release. And I'm going to turn over the closing to you, Mitchell. Thank you very much. Um, thank you, Stacey, as well, for having me and for the opportunity today. I've really enjoyed it. Um, and it's been a really nice distraction as well from uh, the whole COVID thing. So it's, it's, it's been lovely. Yeah. So thank you. Um, oh, well. This is, <laughs> this is the title track from my EP um, that I released in 2021. 2020, 2021, one of those. Um, <laughs> um, it's called Dusk. Um, yeah, I'm just going to play it. So. Last night I reached out for someone who wasn't there. Felt the emptiness. Of cold winds For all the reasons I could find for her to stay She had to move for walking away Whiskey that I sip helps me forget the times that I pushed you away You're on my mind all I have left are pictures on a shelf with the colors faded to gray Withered by time The sun has set on us The sun has set on us
And now that I dwell on the times that we shared I wish I'd shown you how much that I care But I couldn't give you the time that you need I just sit back and watched our love scene that I sip helps me forget the times that I pushed you away. You're on my mind. All I have left are pictures on the shelf with the colors that faded to gray. Withered by time, the sun has set on us. The sun has set. Whiskey oh, that I sip helps me forget the times that I pushed you away, you're on my mind, all I have left are pictures on a shelf with the colors faded to gray, with it by time, the sun has set on us, the sun has Oh, nice. And that's that one. <laughs> so, so pretty. And I looked that up. That was released in December 2020. Oh, so it was. There we go. <laughs> so it was 2020. One. It was December 2020. <laughs> thank you, Stacey. Well, it's right on the cusp, so I, I, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. But that one, one is that one is. Well, I can't talk anymore today. I'm gonna quit. <laughs> um, that was December 2020. That is lovely as well. Um, your voice is just uh, amazing. Even with cub, even with God, I can't talk. I'm quitting. I'm telling you, I'm done. <laughs> Even with COVID, your voice is just amazing. Um, Thank you. Sebastian said, wow, I've missed a lot. Last time I saw you, you were singing sea, sea shanties. <laughs> I kind of like your lower range. Gives me an yeah. I guess I, I did do some on, um, on Instagram a little, while, little while ago. I was doing some, that was, a, that was a while ago I was doing stuff like that. That was like my Vikings little phase. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I was when I was saying stuff like that but yeah yeah I it, your voice is just I love the acoustic stuff um the acoustic I don't know if it's the COVID that is making your voice um when you're singing acoustically um just I don't know how to say it that smooth yeah the lower register the smoothness of Thank you. It just, I don't know. I just, I love it. I love it. Thank I don't you. know. The COVID making it 
give it a little bit of a rough texture. Yeah, um, maybe I need to get COVID more often. Yeah, no. <laughs> no we don't want you to have COVID more often. Um, it's giving it a little bit of a rough texture in that lower tone, and it's just simply gorgeous. Um, Thank you so much. I absolutely love it. I don't know if there's a way to keep that without you having COVID, um, but I love it. Um, very beautiful, very gorgeous, especially with these two songs. So, like, bottle that up and keep it somehow. Um, absolutely loving it. Thank you so much for doing the takeover today, coming on thank the show. Thank you for having me. I know you have felt lousy, so thank you for coming on and doing all of this. Go take you a nap. Um, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Thank you, Stacey. <laughs> I appreciate it. You've definitely earned it today. Um, thank you so much. I Blessings to you, prayers for you to feel better, speedy recovery, and I hope you don't get COVID anymore. I hope it's all done with. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> hope so as well. Keep me updated on the release of One Lonely Son of a Gun. I am looking so forward to that. Um, you guys, make sure y'all go give Mitchell a follow if you haven't already. Everyone else, stay safe, stay healthy. And most of all, y'all be kind to each other.